You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning. This is Bennett Kelly broadcasting live from the Internet Law Center here in Santa Monica. And um, hopefully no more NFL teams move here during the show. But um, we're here in the heart of Silicon Beach. And um, this is our seventh year doing this show. Our focus is on what is the latest and greatest going on in the Internet. And um, so but today we are bringing back an, an old friend. Um, Jane Hitchcock, who has been on the show um, practically every year since we've started, and um, she has a new book called Cyberbullying and the Wild Wild West. Um, Jane is a nationally recognized cybercrime and cyberbullying expert who has helped pass laws relating to online harassment in many states, and she's also president of Working to Halt Online Abuse, or as Keanu Reeves would say, Whoa. So, Jay, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I, I mentioned... the first time anyone's referred it to that. <laughs> well, the reason why I mentioned it was at one point, there was a, I saw a segment on Keanu Reeves, and it actually had clips of every movie that he had been in at the point at which he said, whoa. So, um, <laughs> that is That's the... That is what's going on there. But um, any event, the um, great to have you back and Happy New Year and uh, all those great things. So you're you're calling in from uh, sunny York, Maine, where I, I checked. It's, uh, it's 31 degrees and it's uh, you got freezing rain coming down. No, it, it's snowing like a, you know what, uh, my husband's been out plowing since about 11. It, it was supposed to be just rain and then. All of a sudden, you know, it's like, uh oh, it's snowing and it hasn't stopped yet. And naturally, here we in Santa Monica, none of that is happening. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> but for the, um, actually, we yeah, um, on the if you go to our notes on, on our blog, which is at cyberlawradio.wordpress.com, um, we have some information on Jane, but we also have a link to the. Um, SNI Harbor Beach webcam in New York, so York Harbor, um, which is all just grayed out. Um, I don't know if the snow is just that heavy; it can't yeah. show anything. But yeah, um, I think that's probably what it is. Wow! <laughs> so much for scenery today. Any event, Jane? Welcome back. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So um, I think last one of the last times you were on, you would just receive your lifetime achievement award, and um, so now you have your new book. Um, tell us what led you to write this book. Well, um, actually, I was contacted by a new publisher called Roman Littlefield out of Maryland. And um, I first thought, you know, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to be one of those scams again. And then started talking to a woman. She said, you know, I've seen your work. I've seen your other books. And, 
we'd like to have you write a book for us. And we just started talking about different ta- different things. And um, she said, what do you think is the most troubling thing online right now? And I said, it's kids and teens being cyberbullied. I said, I, I go to schools and I talk to these kids and I try and teach them how to be safer, but it's so hard for schools these days with budget cuts to have somebody like me to come in and talk. And, and I said, it would be nice to be able to reach a larger audience. She said, that's perfect. Let's do a book about cyberbullying. So that's how that happened. So it's, it's interesting, your, your title, um, Cyberbullying and the Wild, Wild Web, and obviously playing on the Wild, Wild West. And um, two things, um, uh, some fake disappointment on my part. Um, the first is, you know, you're from New England, so it, it shouldn't be wild, wild web. It should be wicked, wild web. So um, <laughs> you are betraying, you're betraying your heritage. But w- one point um, on a more serious note is, I, I did a presentation in China on as part of a del- U.S. delegation on what was going on in the internet, and um, we talked about the um, the notion that the internet is the wild, wild west. And um, which I think lets people have a a sense that they can get away with things. What's the wild, Uh wild west so I can do this? And it's interesting. I I found a whole series of statements from various, you know, state attorney generals and just department officials saying, you know, you know, the internet is no longer going to be the wild, wild west. And, the, you know, they say it in 2002, they said it in 2004, 2008, 2010, 2011, 2012, you know, you see where I'm going. And um, so is the internet still the wild, wild west? Yes, I think it is. Definitely. Uh, people haven't learned that they can't get away with anything. That's why we still have so many problems. I mean, not just with kids and teens, but adults as well. And I mean, just this past week, there were way too many teens that killed themselves because they were bullied online and offline to the point where they just couldn't take it anymore. And so that doesn't say wild, wild west. I don't know what does. Right. And um, I guess the, the point that where I make a distinction is that, you know, the, the belief that it is, Anything goes, and you won't get it caught. Um, exactly. That that's so. I, I'm I'm not sure we're there now. I I think people still think that they can get away with it because uh, they're not interacting with this person in a physical sense, you know, either in person or on the phone, and they're only seeing a screen, and they're thinking, well, if I get a fake email account or I create a fake profile or something like that, they'll never know it's me, and I can get away with it and not realizing that if it gets to a serious point where law enforcement gets involved, it can be traced back to them. Right. And and that's the point I've been trying to convey to people that you may think, you know, you're not, you're anonymous on the web, but you're not. I mean, no, it you're was, not. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's just people think that. And I do note that in the book, you know, and I, I explain how, how law enforcement or organizations like mine are able to trace people back to the origin and, uh, you know, proving that you can't hide. I mean, the, the majority of people who do cyberbullying and cyberstalking are not hackers. They're not computer criminal experts. They're just average people like, well, maybe not like you and me because we're not average, but you know what I mean. It's just That's like, right. Uh, we're definitely not average. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> oh, and I have, to, I have to say thank you to you because you wrote the introduction to my book, and I am very grateful that you did that. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I took an excerpt from it in, in the show notes and says, which says, as she has done for almost two decades, once again, Jane has provided clarity and hope in area where it so often is lacking. Um, so let's, let's let's walk through um, this book and uh, you know, looking at some of the reviews and comments and um, basically offers victims and parents the chance to be able to relate to and truly understand the reality of cyberbullying. So let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where um, even though I, I kind of wrote it more for parents and educators, adults, I guess, uh, it's still a good book for kids and teens to read if their parents allow them to, uh, especially younger kids, but because there are a lot of great examples, uh, stories about teens who were, 
cyberbullied and some who did commit suicide, but then there are really good stories where they took their experience and they turned it into a really good thing. Trying to show, well, yeah, there were some kids who were very much in despair, but then there were others that said, you know what, I'm going to do something about it. So I wanted to showcase both both sides of it, I guess, is the best way That's to put it. an empowering way to do it. And, yeah, um, that, you, you just can't put all negative in everything. There's got to be some positive out there, and I, I was actually able to find, you know, stories that were good. So we, we, we've covered this before, but you know, not everyone has heard all your prior shows. But how is it that you got into this space? Well, back in 1996, when the Internet was really in its infancy for the general public, I had just moved back from Okinawa, Japan, published six books over there. I was looking for a publisher or an agent, and there was one that was basically advertising, I'm doing air quotes here, on news groups, which we didn't have Facebook or Google right. or Yahoo or anything like that. And it was a writing group, and I sent them in a proposal, got back a very quick response with a request for a reading fee, became a big discussion on the writing group, and then I started to hear from other writers who actually paid the money, and, you know, once you pay that initial one, then there were more payments, and right. it sounded like a scam to me, so I basically blew the whistle on these people, and they were out of New York, and uh, in retaliation, they began harassing uh, harassing me online, stalking me, uh, pretending to be me online, um, I, I think, honestly, that I was the um, poster child for the word cyberstalking back then because that's where it ended up coming up out of my case. And um, as a result, I helped co-found Woe, my organization. Um, I lived at Maryland at the time, and they were the first state in the country to pass an email harassment law, and then that just started the ball rolling for other states to start passing you know, similar laws. And I began speaking to local computer groups, worked with the uh, Maryland State Police Computer Crimes Unit on the first basis. And my whole life turned around from writing fluffy books about Okinawa, Japan, to um, <laughs> becoming a cybercomic, honestly. You know, I mean, one of my books was called The Ghosts of Okinawa, you know, two ghost stories. So you, you, know, you, can, be, that to, you can be a fluffy... Go, Cybercrime expert. Yeah, yeah I, I could be a fluffy cybercrime expert. That would be nice, you know. <laughs> but it's interesting because you know, often. So I guess the first thing is even now. I mean, so the, you're you're talking about a story about 1996, 21 years ago. Yeah. Even now, um, I encounter police or whatever. actually, I've had a last year. I had a judge tell me I don't do internet. And I and I was dumbfounded. I'm like, gee, I, let me try to re recall when you were sworn in. Was that part carved out? I mean, yeah. And um and so, and this is 2016, and you were in 1996. Yeah. What was it like dealing with law enforcement at first um, under those circumstances? Well, you know, they were actually really nice. I mean, our local police department said, I'd be happy to send a car over, we could take a report, but what's a news group? And I said, if you don't know what a news group is, you can't help me. And there were no laws. You couldn't, even though it was still dial-up back then, if anyone remembers that, where you had to actually use your phone to get onto the internet, um, it wasn't considered a telecommunications violation. So um, I called the local bureau of the FBI in Baltimore, Maryland, and it was a weekend, so they said, well, we'll have somebody get back in touch with you the beginning of the week, I said, well, what do I do between now and then? Because by then, these people who are posting as me online had, online had um, put my phone number into sex ads, inviting people to come to my house any time of the day or night. And they said, well, don't answer the phone. Don't leave the house. I'm like, oh, great. Okay, that's wonderful. But when the FBI agent did show up, she was really nice. And by then, I had learned about IP addresses, and I had online friends showing me how to do everything. She spent four hours at my house, and I was training her. So, she, you know, oh. and like, like you said today, you still get, and I would say law enforcement is much better than it used to be, but you are so right when it comes to the judicial system that judges, many of them are still so ignorant that I have worked on cases like you, where the cops are on the ball, they have all the evidence, they have the victim, they even have witnesses, and judge will go, I, I don't understand why the internet can be used like that. This is ridiculous, and they toss the case out. 
Really? Yep. Then what? <laughs> then the, you know, the, the victim's only recourse is either to file a civil suit or try and do another trial with a different judge that's a little bit better, I guess is the best yeah. way to put it. Um, you know, and then, or if the law enforcement is so inclined, then I actually had this happen. Um, one of the cases I did down in Maryland with the state police department was um, we had all the evidence um, and, uh, you know, they, I taught, taught them about headers and IP addresses and how to contact the internet service providers and get the information, all this. So the state trooper went to the perpetrator's door in full, you know, state of uniform with his hat and everything, had all the paperwork in his hand, knocked on the door. Guy answered it, and the state police trooper goes, we know what you've been doing online. Here's the evidence. If you don't knock it off, I'm going to arrest you. And the guy literally peed his pants. And the state trooper had to call me and tell me he was laughing his butt off. But sometimes that's all it takes because, like I said, these people are just white-collar. They're not criminals. I right. mean, and, you know, if, if, if a cop just shows up at the door and knocks in full uniform with the evidence, you know, I would say 9.5 times out of 10, they stop. Right. I guess, you know, and especially in 1996, the expectation that they were anonymous was fairly reasonable. <laughs> and oh, so, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm sure the last thing he expected to happen on Earth was that having a cop at his door. No, he, he definitely did not. But he stopped, you know, and sometimes and the cop didn't have to make an arrest or anything, you know, and that, that saves a lot of time. And sometimes that is the best way to go about it. Saves the cops a lot of paperwork, saves, you know, money, you know, for citizens to pay for court cases and everything. And, you know, uh, you know it's a good avenue to uh, approach. Um, we have, um, we talked about this a little in, in shifting kind of to bullying today. One thing you often hear on the bullying side is, you know, come on, tough it up. You know, we have bullies when we were kids, right? Have you, have you ever heard that? But the only thing is that they don't realize that when you and I were kids, we got to go home after school. You had the weekends. You had holidays. You had summer vacation. You had a reprieve from it. Whereas with the Internet, it's 24 hours, seven days a week. Exactly. Uh, unfortunately, you know, these kids cannot get away from it. And they bring the bullies when, home. Uh, no, it's not that they bring the bullies home. The bullies come into their home. Right. Through, the, through that for, device they, they're they holding in their hands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's when I, I, I try, in the book, and I try and gently suggest to parents that whatever time that you set for your child to go to bed at night, you take away all of their electronics, their computer, their phone, their tablet, whatever it is, it can wait until morning to give your child a reprieve and to give you a reprieve and, and you know, maybe get a, get a chance for your child to finally say, hey, mom, dad, you know, this is what's going on, and it's just so hard. I, I tell parents to say, you know, as long as your kids are under your roof and you're paying all the bills, you have every right to do this and to put monitoring software on any device that they are using, uh, especially with smartphones. I mean, AT&T has something called Smart Limits. It's four ninety nine a month extra in your bill, but you can control who contacts your child, and if somebody starts bullying or harassing them, you can block that number. Uh, you know, you can make a safe number list for them. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where there are things that can be done to help minimize it. Now, um, speaking of paying the bills, um, we have to pay ours, and so we're going to take a short break. We come back, okay. we'll have more of Jane uh, talking about cyberbullying in the wild, wild web after these messages. You're listening to Cyberlaw and Business Report only on cranberry.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyberlaw and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising, or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at WMETraining.com. 
Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's, it's good for you. Really. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is Bennett Kelly. And we're back and we're talking with Jane Hitchcock about her new book, Cyberbullying and the Wild Wild Web, What Everyone Needs to Know. Now, Jane, you've written other books, um, you know, True Crimes, Internet True Crimes, and um, and several Internet others. Crimes. Yeah, yeah, Internet Crimes and Mystery Media. What, what was different about this book? Well, it's just, it just covers one topic in cyberbullying, whereas the other ones were True Crime Online just basically was uh, tales, uh, stories ripped from the headlines about people who had been harassed, stalked, bullied online and you know, murder, mayhem, rapes, things like that. And Net uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors just kind of like not a training guide, but showed examples on how to keep yourself safer online. So, and they covered a little bit of everything, whereas this one focuses solely on cyberbullying. And is cyberbullying as big a problem as it, you hear, or is it just it's getting more attention, so we're seeing more reporting of it? I think it's a little bit of both, honestly, because technically cyberbullying is cyberstalking, and I do note this in the book, because uh, the things that I tell kids and teens when I go to schools, and I talk to them is the first thing you need to do is recognize it as bullying. The next thing you need to do is refuse it by replying once to the person who is bullying you with a simple, please stop contacting me. Do not respond after that. Report it to the right people, to the ISP, to the uh, website, to the social media app, or whatever you're using or whatever they're using to try and bully you, you need to report it and find somebody you can talk to. If it's not your parents, uh, you know, maybe a friend's parents, uh, maybe your brother or sister, aunt or uncle, a teacher, find someone you can talk to. And then if not, they can go to our website for some advice. And then there's also a great website called schooltipline.com where when I go and speak at schools, I encourage the schools to join this website. It's free. And people can report anonymously cyberbullying and bullying. And do you have any problems with that? Where people would false, you know, false reports or no? Uh, we haven't had any false reports, you know, so far, and I haven't heard of any. Uh, I know that uh, school that I go to every fall, um, and I speak to the uh, sophomore class. Is uh, they, they've been on it for three years, and they said they've gotten not a whole lot, but they've gotten some reports anonymously and they're taking care of situations that could have gone really bad you know if they hadn't been reported so um you have a division of woe that specializes in kids right yeah it's uh it's basically well the kids indeed division at haltofusekdd.org and we have a lot of great resources not only for kids and teens but for parents and educators and if if you're being cyberbullied this is what you should do um uh, you're trying to get them to resolve it before it does escalate into a really bad situation. And, and 
Uh, how much of your book is drawing on your work from Woke Kids? I, I would say uh, there, there are several stories in there that I include that where, where there are cases that I, I worked on or you know, someone in my organization did. But uh, I think that helped a lot, just having the personal experience with people that I've helped. Uh, and it helped, helped me find other stories online. Because because the internet is international, I had to try and find kids and teens in other countries who have been bullied online or had something happen to them online, and that's how I encountered some other people. Uh, you know, which is really interesting and, and kind of neat to make new friends. You know, of and, course, you know, and interview them about things that happened to them. So uh, it was um, it was a real eye opener and. Uh, uh, Amanda's mother actually got in touch with me after the book was published, and she was um, she was glad that I included her daughter's story in the book, and that was nice of her to email me. What was the story? Uh, with Amanda Todd, she uh, she was oh yes, bullied on, yeah, 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 she was bullied online to the point where she committed suicide, and uh, the, the, her mother has a foundation in her name and goes and she speaks about what happened to her daughter and trying to help parents, you know. Uh, stop it before it gets to that point where, you know, you find your child dead. So, um, we actually did a show back then after Amanda Todd's suicide and, uh, it was just a tragic story. What's the example of, uh, you mentioned that some kids have, you know, become empowered and take steps. Give us an example. Yeah. Yeah. I can actually talk about this was from personal experience was, um, Jim Mayer, who is the bass player for the Jimmy Buffett band, uh, got in touch with me, and he has a, a persona that it's called Uncle Jim. He's actually our spokesperson on our uh, Kids and Teen Division, and he um, he wrote um, he wrote a song about bullying, and we have it up on our website too. But he told me he goes, "There's a young man who lives actually in Maine. His name is Carter Isaac, um, and this is several years ago." And he had been bullied and cyberbullied in school, and he was very musically inclined. And uh, kids made fun of him because he liked to wear like sweater vests and things like that. He was, he was very old-fashioned. He was like a very mature adult in a young man's body, you know, one of those kind of kids. <laughs> and um, yeah, nicest kid. And so uh, Jim said, you know, I'd like to have you come up. And uh, when we were going to be speaking up at the church up in northern Maine, I can't remember the name of the city. And I'd like to have you come and talk about what you and your organization do. I'd love to have you meet Carter. So I went out there, and Carter had written a song um, about being bullied. And a beautiful voice, great musician. He wrote the song himself, uh, just amazing child. Uh, and, uh, you know, and uh, he took it, and he, Uncle Jim actually, or Jim Ayer, I should say, actually signed him to a music contract, and he wrote a bunch of songs for Jim. Nothing's come yet of it. You know, they're still working on getting it. But since then, uh, he actually met two, uh, there were twin sisters from, also from Maine. Uh, he was playing up at some festival up in, I think it was a Wendell, Maine or something like that. And they were also playing and they got together and now they're called the Veo Twins Trio. Um, and these two girls were also bullied and cyberbullied and, they're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, when you when you finally get a copy of the book, uh, you know you, you'll see. Uh, and they, the three of them, got together, and now they've got this trio, and they've been playing all over the place. And they talk to kids and teens afterwards. And you know, the, 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 Kristen and Catherine uh, have you know told me when I interviewed them for the book, they said they've had kids come up to them crying, saying, "Thank you so much." You know, you, you're saying exactly in your songs what happened to me, and uh, you know, it's really been cathartic for them, and it's just such a neat thing to see Carter grow up into, I mean, he's in college now, and see him grow up into uh, such a successful young man, and to see these two girls collaborate with him, and, you know, it just, it makes me feel great. That's great. And, and so are you getting that type of response to the book? Yeah, actually, so far, you know, I've had people, you know, say, wow, I can't believe, you know, that, you know, all these stories, uh, you know, that, that happen, and, and they're so good. And that's, some of the things they mention when they do the reviews is that it includes positive stories, you know, not just the bad right. stuff. 
And and so right now, uh, would you call yourself a cyber optimist or a cyber pessimist? <laughs> Is there something in between? <laughs> I, I guess a cyber realist. <laughs> Or, or have a, a buy cyber? I don't know. That almost sounds sexual there, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I guess so. You maybe just, I guess a cyber realist. You know, yes, maybe I, uh, I, yeah. a pragmatist. Yeah, I, I'm not, say. I mean, there is some of it that I'm pessimistic about, but I'm also very optimistic about the internet because there are so many good things on it, and yes, there are bad things. So I'm I'm right down the middle. What makes you pessimistic? What are the what are the, what are the factors that? It just gets me very angry that people do all these negative things when they could be taking all that energy. I mean, when you see some of these cases where they just get so obsessed with the person that they're bullying or stalking online and they put so many hours into it and I'm going, oh my God, why can't you just take that time and energy and put it into something positive? Why try to ruin someone's life because you didn't like what they said on Facebook or you right. can uh, have a good transaction on eBay or something. It's like, really? It just, that's what gets me really mad, you know? And it, what's guess. amazing is that they don't just do it to the person while they're alive. As we've seen with Amanda Todd, they do it after she's yeah. dead. I mean, yeah, was, I, I, I haven't I, checked I, recently. Exactly. Are they are they still doing it? I, I don't know. I don't think with Amanda Todd they have, but there was a presentation I did was it November, I think? It was either October or November. I, I do um, presentations for the Salvation Army Tools for Life program up in Portland, Maine, and they have um, they teach um, like people who have just gotten out of jail or who just moved here from another country how to um, either get back into society, but they teach them everything from writing a resume to cooking dinner to staying safe online. I do my online safety thing, and the one thing I found last time was that somebody had posted um, oh, boo-hoo, so-and-so got hit by a train, uh, you know, choo-choo and this, and they were, like, ragging on it. It turned out that this kid really did get hit by a train. Wow. And they were making fun of it. And then people were just going, adding on to it, and it, it kind of got out of control. And this was locally here up in Portland, and I was just disgusted by it. Interesting. Um, what What is funny about being <laughs> hit by a train? That That, that just escapes me. Oh, I know they were they were saying choo choo, you know, didn't oh. they? Yeah, they're just you know, stupid, stupid comments. And if you're stupid enough to walk on the railroad tracks, you deserve to die, and things like that. And, Whoa! You know, okay. Oh my God, the poor, poor family reading this. Can you imagine that? Um, it's just hard to imagine. So, um, Jane, um, if people want to learn more about what you do in in your book, are you doing a tour, by the way? I'm not actually doing a tour per se. I'm doing book signings here in New England. I've got two scheduled so far. Um, if I do conferences or something, I'll probably do book signings wherever I go. But um, right now, I mean, the book just came out recently, so I'm just starting to set up things. But if people are interested, they can go to haltabuse.org or uh, they can email me at whoa at haltabuse.org if they want more information. Or there is a Facebook page. Uh, for the book, just go on Facebook and type in cyberbullying in the wild, wild web, and you should be able to find it. Or and you can post the link on your site. <laughs> I, I can. I will. I will make be sure to update the link on the site. We I think we do okay. have a link to Woe. Um, okay. And to make this specific, Woe is working to halt online abuse. It is not a Keanu Reeves fan site. And yep. <laughs> so... Um, we we have we have a few more minutes. What what next for you? Um, I am looking at possibly doing a net crimes and misdemeanors third edition uh, because since the second one came out, I mean, you know, a lot has changed on the internet as far as how to stay safe. So I am looking at working on that with my previous publisher. Uh, that'll be next, and then depending on how well this book does, I'm hoping maybe I'm doing another book with Roman and Littlefield, uh, which would be nice. Um, and, and, if, and if Donald Trump wants to call me and have me be a cyberbullying czar or whatever they want to call it, I will be there. You, you would be a huge contribution to that administration. Yeah, I know I would, and I wish somebody would call me, God, you know. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you can always reach out to you know, Giuliani's people because well, he's involved in. Well, that's more cybersecurity, but um, I, I guess you might want to reach out to I don't know if it's Jeff Sessions' office, um, the yeah. Attorney General, because you know they're going to have programs, or you know, the Department of Commerce sometimes gets involved, uh, or even the Federal Trade Commission, uh, and we haven't seen who's going to step in there. But yeah, definitely. Um, you might want to talk to your congressperson. Uh, I don't yeah. know who who represents that area. Um, express an interest because maybe they can get you the introduction. Yeah, um, that's a good idea. Well, I'm is, putting it out there. If anybody listening knows anybody, that that um, would bring you back. <laughs> I mean, you lived in Maryland. Where in Maryland were you? Uh, we were in Crofton. Where? Crofton, near Annapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you wouldn't be too yeah. far from your, your old home. That would be kind of a nice yeah. way to go back. A little, little yeah. bit warm winters. Um, yeah, well, I mean, my husband probably would hate me if I did get a job down. I had to move down there, but you know what? Hey, I'll do it. It's a fun town. And regardless of who's in power, it's always a fun town. Yeah. It's always yeah. interesting. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's, one of, it's one of those things. I know there's a lot going on with, with him becoming president all that, but you know what? I want to do good. And if I can get my foot in the door somehow and do something about cyberbullying, cyberstalking, I would love to do it. Now, um, there is one thing big going on where you are on Sunday. And um, are you going to be watching the uh, the Patriots and the Steelers? Oh, <laughs> probably. Of course, you know. God, God forbid I'd be hung if I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go Patriots. That's it. That was the setup. That was the setup. Yeah. And um, so, uh, yes. And um, I actually once had to give a presentation in San Diego the day before uh, a playoff game between New England and San Diego. And my last uh-huh. slide, my last slide was a Go Patriots slide. And someone came up to me and said, you are you are an incredibly brave man. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, but Jane, it's always it's always a pleasure, and do keep us posted on what you're doing next. Um, and the book again, um, we've said this a couple times, but you definitely want to get it. Cyberbullying and the Wild Wild Web, where everyone needs to know. It's a very accessible book. It's a, basically a handbook for how to deal with cyberbullying in today's world by one of the great experts, Jane Hitchcock. So, Jane, once again. Congratulations on the book, and, and also just a, a thank you for everything you do in this space. Um, thank you've, you. You've been a, uh, someone who's been out there getting it done where, in an area where there have been, you know, initially there were a few doing that, and so uh, a hearty hats off and you know to the um, Trump administration. Definitely check out this woman; she's a pioneer and a fighter, and um, you should you should definitely get her on your team. So, Jane, thanks, and Happy New Year, and go Pats. Yeah, Yeah, Happy New Year to you, too. All right, take care. We're going to take a short break, and we come back. We'll have some updates um, from Cyberlong Business Report, only on cranberry.fm. Stay tuned for more of the Cyberlaw and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Sales at cranberry.fm. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero, and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited. Contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? 
Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Jamming and spamming, cashing in the clicks. SEO is always in session, only on Cranberry Radio, cranberry.fm. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Here is Bennett Kelly. And we're back. And thanks again um, to our good friend Jane Hitchcock. And um, do check out the information on the show notes at um, cyberlawradio.wordpress.com. There's um, links to Jane's book and work. Um, But our next guest is Angelique Kaonis. And she's with Gibson Dunn in Century City, California. So we've gone from York, Maine to Century City, a little bit warmer. And um, welcome, Angelique. Hi, Bennett. Thanks so much for having me. And Angelique, you're involved in uh, an upcoming um, program being sponsored by the California Bar IP section. Can you tell us about it? Sure. Yeah, we're having an in-person conference um, that's being presented by the IP section. It's called Tips and Tricks for IP Practitioners. Uh, the conference is this coming Tuesday, January 24th, in Santa Monica at the Lamerigo Marriott Hotel. And um, we have a fantastic uh, set of speakers um, you know, that are scheduled, and we're really geared toward providing IP attorneys practical content uh, in this conference. So let's walk through, what are some of the panels you're going to have uh, at, at the session? Sure. Each of the sessions has been curated um, to assist practitioners in their everyday practice. So we'll have a cybercrime, data breaches, and IP panel, and that will include a representative from the U.S. Attorney's Office, um, which will be really exciting. We also have uh, a representative from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office who will give an insider's view on trademark application process and also offer tips on letters of protest and assignments and things of that nature. Um, We'll have a panel on IP for startups, which will include um, a very helpful client perspective from Jamie Simonoff, who's the chief inventor and founder of Ring in Santa Monica. Uh, And we'll have two panels that are focused on litigation. So the first litigation panel will be on trade secret litigation and the impact of the recent Federal Defend Trade Secrets Act. Um, The second panel will be on trademark and copyright litigation. And last but certainly not least, um, our keynote speaker will be Catherine Lacavera. She is head of litigation and IP at Google, and she was named one of Fortune Magazine's 40 Under 40 in 2013. Uh, a very impressive speaker, uh, and she's been responsible for overseeing the long-running Google Oracle battle, um, copyright litigation against Viacom, and also advising on Google's $12.5 billion acquisition of Motorola, Mo- Motorola Mobility in 2012. 
Now, we, we have a link to the uh, program on, on our blog, but where should people go if they want to learn more information? Sure. Um, it's HTTP colon forward slash forward slash IP section dot calbar, C-A-L-B-A-R dot C-A dot gov. And you can register either online or in person for the event. And what's great about it is the conference provides 6.75 hours of CLE, which is just one week before the CLE deadline coming up. Oh, yes. Which group is that? Oh, I have to look. I think it's um, it's the end of the alphabet, if I recall. I correctly. think so, yeah, because I'm in the middle, <laughs> and, and I'm not sweating it. So I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, how much is the conference? So um, it's three ninety five for members of uh, the IP section. Um, it's four ninety for non members. Uh, and if you're law school faculty, paralegals, government or nonprofits, it's two seventy. Um, if you're a non attorney law student, it's a hundred dollars, which is an absolute steal. And just you know, there's so much great content that it really would be um, you know a prize for any law student to attend. And there's a reception at the end, correct? That is right. There is a reception. So there'll be networking um, and you'll get to you know, speak with some of the speakers firsthand and also some of the practitioners who are attending. And, and I know some of the, some of the um, speakers uh, who are, who are the, on the practitioner side who, who are going to be part of the program. And I got to tell you, that's a great opportunity. These are some very interesting people. Um, one of the lawyers, I, I actually call him the vice mayor of Silicon Beach because he's everywhere. Um, so I, I encourage people to check it out. Again, that's going to be Tuesday. Uh, at the um, JW Marriott in Santa Monica, um, right on the beach. So can't think of a better place to spend the day and get get the latest really on some heartbreaking issues, especially in trade secrets. That's your practice area, isn't it? That's correct. Yes, and this this will be you know a a, a great view into the Defend Trade Secrets Act, which as we all know was just passed last year. So there's a lot of new information and new case law coming out of that. So a day at the beach. With some CLE, not a bad choice. Um, check it out. Um, thank you very much, Angelique. I appreciate you joining us. And um, if people want to learn more about you, where should they go? Uh, you can go to www.gibsondunn.com, and the name is Angelique Kaonis. Thank you very much, Angelique. Um, before Thanks we so go, much. thank you. Uh, before we go, just a couple of quick updates on our on our blog on the show notes. We have information on some of the latest of what's going on in internet, um, specifically some of the updates from uh, the Internet Law Center's blog, Cyber Report, which includes some interesting issues. One, if you've been following the Backpage dispute, but um, Backpage decided to take down its adult ads right after being called to testify at the Senate uh, and Committee on Investigations, uh, at, which had released a report that more or less said that Backpage was you know, in, intentionally uh, engaging in sex trafficking uh, with minors. And so um, Backpage took the fifth at that hearing, but did re- uh, decided to um, shut down its adult listings. And um, coincidentally, that very same day, the Supreme Court upheld, I mean, excuse me, the Supreme Court refused to hear a case involving a, a case that would have been dismissed against Backpage. So at one level, they're winning in the courts, but they're losing in the, in the court of public opinion. And so they're trying to claim that this is censorship, and we may have a show later on that discusses that whole dispute. There's also updates uh, going on with the e, uh, EU has an e-privacy directive they're trying to move forward that will de- impact um, Internet companies operating in, in Europe. Definitely check that out. And then finally, you know, a story that has always fascinated me, and it, it doesn't go away. It's the Internet version of the mouse that roared. It's the, the U.S., it's Antigua versus the U.S., and uh, it's a, a trade dispute that goes back to 2003, and um, they won um, against the United States and the WTO, and was offered, WTO, U.S. was ordered to pay damages. They haven't, and so then the WTO gave Antigua the ability to suspend observing U.S. copyright laws or intellectual property laws as a means of recouping their loss. And that uh, we actually did a show on this in 2013. Well, finally, the Antigua, after many years of negotiations, had said um, last year was it. 
if we don't have it resolved in 2016, we're going to move thousand. We're going to move forward in 2017. So, like Reagan before him, one of the uh, first major conflicts for President Trump could it be could be a Caribbean country, I should say. Um, Reagan had Grenada, but any event, um, interesting story, interesting issues there. So, um, definitely listen to that. Check that out at um, Cyber Law. Uh, ILC Cyber Report um, dot WordPress dot com, and so and also check out the Internet Law Center. We're at um, internetlawcenter.net. dot net. We're a full service internet firm providing um, representations for companies involved in e commerce, as well as victims of cyber harassment. And that's how uh, I got work. I began working with Jane Hitchcock many years ago. Uh, we worked together on a case and um, have been um, stayed in touch ever since. So thanks again to Jane. And so um, best of luck to President-elect Donald Trump as he gets sworn in on Friday. Uh, at that point, he's everyone's president, but I sure hope he gets the hell off Twitter. Uh, I think it will be much more effective for the nation and his presidency. And um, But we'll be back here next week, regardless, <laughs> with uh, a very interesting author, Stephen Kinzer. He has the book, The True Flag. Theodore Roosevelt, Mark Twain, and the Birth of the American Empire. Um, Kinzer has written a number of books on U.S. foreign policy, uh, including um, a very important book, Overthrow, America's Century of Regime Change from Hawaii to Iraq, which which dealt with often the blowback that followed them. And um, so have a great week. This is Bennett Kelly. Thanks for joining us. Um, check us out on uh, Twitter at Cyberlaw Radio, and check again. Check out our blog at CyberlawRadio.wordpress.com. This is Bennett Kelly saying, "Have a great week, and most importantly, go Pats." The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Are you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.